Welcome back, everyone, to the final checkpoint podcast. This is episode 80. We've hit a beautiful, even number with a zero. There's an eight. That's like an infinite, an infinity loop. You turn it to the side. That means we're never ending until the world ends. Yeah. Each week, we react to the latest video game news. We mm-hmm. talk about games that we're playing. We talk mm-hmm. about shenanigans and Bennigans. Ooh. Bennigan, ben. Bennigans. Wow. Owner of the restaurant over here. <laughs> my, <laughs> my name is Joel. And I'm Ben. Again. Ben. And I'm Trevor. <laughs> and Trevor. Trevor. Oh. That's right. Guys, we have another wonderful guest this week. One of our friends from the Game Fanatics. And also, he's got some hidden talents. There's something there's something that I need to know about. Something that that he's I know he mentioned it before, but I just have to know what this is. So Trevor, Mr. Trevor Paul at Slamzany on is it Slamzany or Slamzany? Slamzany. Slam there's Zany. a there's a funny story behind that name if you're interested. It's short. I do want to hear, but first I need you to tell me what is Smooth Burrito Podcast? What oh, is this? Sure, yeah, of course. The Smooth Burrito. Uh me and my buddy Frank um longtime friends go way back to the old college days uh we started a podcast and we called it the smooth burrito where this name came from for this the smooth burrito was kind of just spitballing throwing things at the wall and whatever stuck and we just liked the way it rolled off the tongue so the smooth burrito is a video game podcast uh quite similar to this one you know we get into some shenanigans on there as well uh we talk about what we're playing news uh we are both software engineers so we both kind of give a little bit more of a um uh engineering point of view into some of the developer side of things um we're not game developers but we can uh kind of chime in on on some of the more nitty-gritty things in terms of news and things that come up on that side of the games industry so if you're interested definitely check that out Awesome. Where can they find this podcast? It's on Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud. We're not on Spotify yet, um, but yeah, you can find it. Uh, awesome. Also on uh, Frank's website, Robot Boombox, is posted every week. Robot Boombox. Interesting. All right, I'm going to have to check it out. I did look for it on Spotify um, <laughs> the other day, and I was like, oh, shit, where is it? <laughs> okay, I'll have to, yeah, I'll have to a look little bit. Apple. I think it's a little bit trickier to get on there. Um, so we need, we're, we're getting there eventually. Okay. Sounds good. Trevor, um, we got to know you through the game fanatics, game fanatics, a place where we have made many connections. Mm-hmm. Um, so thanks for joining us. Yeah. Thanks for having me. I'm excited to be here. Of course you were going to be on the show previously, but you had, um, a yeah, I had like issue. Yeah. I had like, uh, kind of been I was crippled by like this infection thing in my jaw area. My face swelled up like a grapefruit. It was horrible. Ha, man. Well, glad you're feeling better. Yeah. Yeah. Me too. (laughs) (laughs) Definitely. Of course, right? (laughs) (laughs) Now, remember, everyone, you can find our podcast, Final Checkpoint Podcast, on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher. You can find it over at thegamefanatics.com. You can also find video version of the podcast, youtube.com slash checkpoint. You can also watch us live 
every Sunday, 8 p.m. Pacific time, twitch.tv slash little last checkpoint. Remember, Saturdays, except for this last Saturday, my bad, uh, we are streaming Dark Souls. We're doing our Ben the Sherpa yes. playthrough where he guides me aimlessly as I travel through my first ever Dark Souls playthrough. Um, I did finally catch up on sleep, so like the amount of just just I feel so much better. Like I woke up in a good mood. Hmm. I had just you know, yesterday I was just like I felt like I was dying. Mm. And so when it came time to like do the stream and everything, I just uh couldn't do it, man. That I mean that's fine with me. I woke up, checked my phone, saw that you were you were bouncing out and I went back yep. to bed. <laughs> You're like a coward and then went back to bed. Um but yeah, you can find um the streams that we've been doing for Dark Souls, my playthroughs, my struggles, my triumphs over there also on on youtube.com slash little last checkpoint. Yay. Um, also remember we are trying to hit a follower goal on this Twitch channel. So hit the follow button if you haven't followed already. We can hit that 130 follower goal. We will uh do a drunk souls stream where you can watch me and Ben. Have some drinks, play some Dark Souls, maybe Dark Souls 3 by then. We'll see. We'll maybe. see how far you get. Yeah. Yeah. We made the commitment we bought the game, or I bought the game. Ben already has it. Yeah. He's a fool. No. He, he invested all of his money in uh, Dark Souls 3 coin. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> all $60 of it. <laughs> all $60. <laughs> cool. Big investment. All right. Well, that's good. Yeah. Yeah. So... Lots to talk about. Got some news items that we're going to go over. Then we're going to get to the fun stuff where we talk about games that we've played. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, so, Ben, mm -hmm. we've got um, a couple items on here. So, why don't we get to it? What is our topic of the show? Right. There's a few news stories this week, but I think the biggest one is that the Bethesda, or rather the ZeniMax uh, buyout, whatever you want to call it, from Microsoft is official. It's gone through. We got a bunch of news and quotes and games from that. Uh, not new games, I guess I should clarify. It's all uh, stuff coming to Game Pass. Uh, I feel like we've talked about this a lot, obviously, over the last, what, I don't know, six, nine months that 20 we, years. we've known about it. Yeah. Uh, I think it's exciting. I, let's go to the quote. Let's go to that and kind of discuss what they talked about in that little presentation because I feel like it's pretty clear that most things are going to be exclusive now. But also, the way it was phrased left some wiggle room. I didn't watch the presentation. I didn't either. I just watched some parts <laughs> of it. <laughs> okay. Trevor, did you yeah. watch it? No, I didn't watch it. I watched like the trailer and then like some snippets and then read the articles afterwards. Exactly. Okay. I just I just saw Phil Spencer, who I who I do enjoy. I love Phil Spencer. I, yeah, anytime he does yeah, talk, I, I do kind of want to listen to him. I saw Todd Howard and I was like, Oh god, here we go. <laughs> Not that I don't <laughs> like him, it's just I like for some him. reason I, every time I see him I'm just like I don't know why. I just get this weird feeling from him. Like, he, like he's he's so good at selling me on stuff that <laughs> like half the time I don't want. But yeah. then, like, he made Fallout 76 seem like the best thing ever. Yeah. And then it wasn't. 
but he's good at that. You know I what feel, I mean? Like, I get yeah. really excited when he starts talking about stuff. I feel like he's the guy that sells you on this great, like, machinery that ends up always breaking down. And I always wanted, you know, you always want to just give him that chance. And then, like, he's always just going to give you that, like, broken machinery. You know, like, like he's, you want to give him the grant to invent this next technology or this machine. And then, like, but you just know it's always going to, like, do something screwy you know like it's always gonna accidentally shrink his kids or something (laughs) (laughs) i was like thinking for i was like thinking trying to think of a metaphor but yeah i think i think you nailed it yeah he's always gonna shrink his damn kids (laughs) shrink his damn kids i think they get fine by the end of the movie yeah i'm sure no trauma (laughs) no trauma from the giant no trauma (laughs) where the kid just like turns into a blob all of a sudden it's like oh his bones melted what happened (laughs) anyways you can go back all right i I don't have i don't have much more than that i I, we've i feel like we've talked so much about it i i do think if you find the quote which i tried to find and then i found a quote from four months ago because there's so many quotes about (laughs) this thing it's been going yeah. on for so long. I think people just assumed it was already official. It's been we've been talking about it, uh, talking about it for so long. I, it's uh, it's weird to talk about, in part because I have a PC and I have an Xbox. So I don't really give a shit. Like I, I am full in on the Game Pass bandwagon. I don't need convincing. So it's it's hard to have that perspective right. of, of someone who is a, a big PlayStation gamer or doesn't care about xbox at all and is is resistant to it what they would feel like and how they they feel about the quote because it does like i said imply that everything i think that it mentions like legacy titles everything but legacy titles which i assume means stuff that's already come out and then like previous deals like death loop will be you know obviously on, on playstation i i'm fine with them going exclusive I do think yeah. it's, and I've mentioned this every time, I just feel like they're leaving money on the table. These, these are franchises, particularly Elder Scrolls and Fallout, because um, people like Doom, but it doesn't sell crazy numbers. Not like right. Skyrim. You know, we're talking tens of millions. So I, I feel like you're leaving money on the table when you do not sell that also on PlayStation. And the way I would have done it and that way they still could do it, because I, I still feel like there's a lot of wiggle room in this discussion they had e- even now, was just put it out uh, a month or t- two months, three months later on PlayStation. Make it to be where you have, if you want it now, you have to get it on Xbox or Game Pass or whatever. And then it's coming out. I just think you're leaving, you're just leaving so much money on the table. And when you pay $7.5 billion for something, you you kind of would like to recoup that? I don't know if this moves... I mean, I guess that's the question. Do you think this moves the needle for people? Will this convince people to get an Xbox or to get into the Game Pass ecosystem in some way? Yeah. For me personally, I, I, like, I am primary, primarily, when it comes to consoles, a PlayStation person. I do have a gaming PC, so I do have Gaming Pass uh, on PC because great value. Right. I mean, we all know that, right? So let's take the gaming PC out of the equation, and I'm just a PlayStation console gamer. Um, 
this kind of does move the needle for me a little bit because I am a really big Fallout fan and a really big Elder Scrolls fan. And, um, I mean, I put hundreds of hours into Skyrim. Uh, so it's like the thought of not being able to play those games, if it is just like a few months exclusivity, then um, to me that's not a big deal. But the thought of not being able to play those games at all, unless I either got a gaming PC or an Xbox, that kind of would move the needle for me to get one. Okay. Um, one of the two. Just because, personally, Bethesda games are like, big for me and i know that there is like a maybe it's maybe it's just like a small portion of people a few million or whatever that like primarily play bethesda games because they have just such a large library there um that would move them obviously probably to xbox as well uh but it with what you said and like kind of how to um how to take the quote and how to kind of read into this to me, it sounds more like they're leaning like everything Bethesda is going to be exclusive or yeah. have like some very large exclusivity window where it might not just be a few months. It might be like at least a year or something. Um, and, you know, $7.5 billion is a lot of money. So it's, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Seems like a lot. Yeah. And I, 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 uh, with that seven point five million dollar billion billion dollars, I think it's it's interesting to think about what we don't know yet, because when this first got announced as a thing they're they're pursuing or, or going through with whatever, we didn't know about Indiana Jones, and and that's a big franchise, that's a big get, that could be one of those titles that is not exclusive, right? And that's one of those things too. I think when you're buying now, I've never bought a company for $4, let alone billions of dollars. <laughs> but I'd imagine when you're at the negotiations and you're saying, I, I, I'm worth this much, and Microsoft replies to you, why? Or, or how so? You know, explain yourself. And you go, we have this secret deal to make the next Indiana Jones game. Oh, okay. And, and that's when the, the $7 billion number starts making more sense. So I'm wondering if there's another secret deal going on here that they had to disclose that would make them that much more valuable. Because I don't think there's $7.5 billion valuable with what we know presently. Even with that, yeah. that huge, vast library, whatever stuff they have. There, I think there's another secrety thing, and, and that's exciting for me. I'm trying to find the quote, Joel. Yeah, finally. For me, I think um I think for Xbox they really I, I don't know if exclusivity is the best way for them to make money here. I don't think I just don't think they have really big system sellers. Because even when even with Halo and Gears, they didn't really have system sellers there. And um Indiana Jones to me isn't like a big draw. Right. I, I think maybe like, <laughs> I mean, when you think about the people that are going to be buying consoles, like, are they really going to be excited for an Indiana Jones game? When you think about how many copies like Uncharted and Tomb Raider sells, like those types of games aren't really. Sure. So, you know, they're not really drawing huge numbers either. They they sell their decent amount. 
Um, and then even when you think about the company that's making it, it's uh, id, right? Is it id oh, or is it games. A... Games. machine games, right? Okay, so machine games made Wolfenstein, right? How much did Wolfenstein sell? Not so we're lot. not really looking at giant numbers here. So even if they are making the next Indiana Jones, I don't think we're really looking at the like, oh man, if we make that exclusive, then we've really got some system sellers here. So I, I just don't think that's a game to play. I think I, I think they have to play the put it everywhere kind of thing for that. I, I think with Starfield, you know, I don't I don't know if it's been said or not if they're gonna make that exclusive, but Starfield would be that type of game that you do make exclusive, maybe. Or you'd make it exclusive for for a window of time and then you put it out on the other consoles. Um, because that is a way to draw people to your console. But I don't know if that's ever really been their draw with the Xbox series of consoles and having the option to put it on PC because for reals, I, I, I really think the big draw is Game Pass. And for me, I don't, like, I've tried finding reasons to get into Game Pass and play the games on there. And I've had a really hard time. Um, I'll download a game. I'll play it. I just don't get super far into it before I end up just dropping it or deleting it. Um, and I for me, the, I only really have it because we ended up getting an Xbox, uh, a, I think, a couple years ago now. For my kids and then because i was really looking at getting game pass for like a year we just decided to get game pass ultimate and because GameStop fucked up we ended up getting game pass ultimate for like almost three years well, so <laughs> so i was like oh why not um so so i'm constantly looking at like what's on there and i've played a few games in there i've never played anything all the way through i've never really played anything super deep so there's a lot of things that Oh, Spirit Fair, I think, is the only one, really. And that was a great game, and I think that was a great find on there. But there's just a lot of stuff on there. Like, you know, they just flooded it recently with all the Bethesda games. And I looked through everything, and I'm just like, I've played all these, or I've played most of them, and I don't really feel like jumping back in. You know, the even, like, uh, when they put Outer Worlds on there. And I started playing it, and I was like, man, like, I'm digging this, but also, like, I don't want to play this anymore. Hmm. So I don't know. It's just, it's, and it could just be a mood thing. Like there was a, uh, what game was, was I playing recent? Oh, control where I wasn't feeling it. Went back, really was feeling it. And I finally beat it. And so Genshin impact, same thing. Like I was in the mood for it, went back, played it, was feeling it. And I'm now really in the mood for it. That could be the thing with a lot of games on game pass. But I think that's kind of their thing. Like, we need people to jump into our subscription, get tied in there, forget to cancel it, and that's how we're going to make our money. And that's really their play. Um, Some exclusive games here and there, but maybe not things that are going to sell. Okay. Because that's how they're going to make their money back. Found the quote. Uh, Okay, let's hear it. 20 minutes into the very professional video game show. All right. No one ever said that. (laughs) This is the uh, from Phil Spencer on that roundtable. It's shocking. I went to two video game websites to find this article. Polygon, you let me down. You let me down. Didn't even have it. Couldn't even find it. Way to fucking go. Anyway, that's, that wasn't part of his quote, by the way. Damn, I can't believe he said that. That's <laughs> embarrassing. Like, and I quote. <laughs> and I quote, fuck Polygon. <laughs> Phil. <laughs> Jeez. I didn't say that, Phil. Okay. And I'm gonna, it's like two I'm going to read it all because it's all pertinent information. I'm going to try and get it in the microphone as I have to read around my whole fucking setup. 
Uh, okay. So obviously I can't sit here and say every Bethesda game is exclusive because we know that's not true. There are contractual obligations, obligations, that we're going to see through as we always do in every one of these instances. That's like Deathloop. We have games that exist on other platforms. We already know that. And we're going to support those games on the platforms that they are on. There are communities of players who love those players, blah, 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 blah. Even in the future, there might be things that have either contractual things or legacy on different platforms that will go do. But if you're an Xbox customer, the thing I want you to know is that this is about delivering great exclusive games for you that ship on platforms where Game Pass exists. And that's our goal. That's why we're doing this. Da, 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 da. That's it. That's, that's the most pertinent information from that. Uh, but again, I do think it, it leaves the door open slightly for some shenanigans. I think Phil Spencer also like quote tweeted or responded to Paris said he was right. And Paris has always said that they're exclusive. everything yeah. Bethesda is going to be 100% exclusive. Nothing's coming to point. PlayStation. So I thought, I thought that was interesting. Um, and that kind of like definitely made me lean toward the way like, okay, are we ever getting like elder Scrolls six on PlayStation? You know, like, yeah, no, I, I yeah. I wish it was a little, just a little clearer, you know? Yeah, I know. <laughs> right? I, I mean, I think some of it is, like, gray area, what he can say, right. what he's allowed to say, you know? Like, I know when, you, when it comes to marketing and, and quotes and stuff like that, they're like, go out and say this without saying this. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. But it's exciting. I think it's, it's good for someone, me particularly. I don't know. Right. Yeah, it's I mean, interesting. We're like in the first year of these new consoles, and Xbox hasn't really had a big exclusive game yet. And we're kind of in this like drought of sorts of mm-hmm. like PS next gen games in general. Um, so this news was definitely like significant, in my opinion. I think they have. Um, I think they have a few like weapons at their disposal when it comes to IPs and I think that they just haven't done a great job with like Halo obviously Halo's the big one that everyone's waiting for you know with Halo Infinite but like Forza's done really well for them mm-hmm. um and I think Gears has been great you know and maybe I I don't know how the community feels about it but playing what I've played of Gears and not really haven't haven't been able to follow it from the beginning but from what I've played, I think it's a great cover shooter and playing a lot of hate of Gears 5. I've just, I've really enjoyed it. And I think it's a great series. I think it could use a change up like more of it. It just feels really heavy and clunky considering they've used a lot of the same formula, but really just like, I could see that series evolving a little bit more and really kind of, you know, once it gets that like evolution of what it could be next time, Plus Gears Tactics is awesome as hell. Like I could see that being more of like part of their arsenal. And I like with with Bethesda now, I mean, they've got a lot they can do. If they do they should bring back Dishonored or not Dishonored, what is it? Um yeah, Dishonored. Yes. They should bring it back. Like <laughs> they've got a huge weapon there. Why I don't know why. I was thinking of uh when I said Dishonored, I was thinking of For Honor. <laughs> in my head i'm like why did i have that oh weird yeah sure but um like that's a huge that's a huge game they could bring back and although it didn't sell big imagine that on game pass right and that definitely pads out your year 
when when you're Microsoft and you have Halo coming out and Hellblade and and, and Forza and, and Fable, now you can slip in a couple Bethesda titles in there, have yeah, one or two cool. a year. Your library starts going from eh to like oh shit, I need this now, and I think that's yeah. that's the seven point five billion dollars maybe right there. Yeah, because you still have Fable, you still have you know if you you got another Cuphead coming along, you got another Ori coming along. I mean. Left. Not not that those are coming, but like if you if you start getting stuff like that coming, like those are great games that you have at your disposal. I mean, so they could really get a solid library like that. I mean, because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. it's not like Sony has new stuff coming, right? They've got sequels to what we saw last gen already. Sequels to God of War, sequels to Horizon, sequels to Ratchet and Clank. Like it, it's it's starting to repeat for Sony. We're Xbox could really get sequels to what we just recently saw that was great coming along, and it's just be a, it'd be another strong lineup for them. I'm really hopeful. So. I want it to be more competitive. I want Sony Ponies to shut up for five goddamn minutes. But there's stupid games that are all the same. <laughs> I want them all to shut up. I don't have a PS5. I don't got an Xbox Series X. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe ah. I'll change my tune when I can finally find a PS5. That's right. <laughs> It'll just be it'll be better once like they stop making the the games that are both for like both console like for a PS4 and a PS5 mm-hmm. or Xbox One. And I can't Xbox wait for that. that. I'm telling you that God, really really that God of War game is gonna be on both. I I just feel it, feel it. If it comes out this year, I'm with you on that. Oh, for sure. Um, if it's this year, it's both. Yeah. yeah. I don't think it's gonna hit 2021 though. No, I doubt it. No, I doubt it. Or was that meme from a uh, LA Noir where it just says doubt? <laughs> yeah. Doubt. Right. Instantly, when that popped up, twenty twenty one, I was like, "Yeah, no." Yeah, I don't even know why you'd say that. It's so. No one thought that was happening. I, I don't understand. Sony's dumb and annoying, and, and until I get a PS five, <laughs> I hate them. That's a, in conclusion. <laughs> My PS four is in its punishment office in the hallway, so I don't have to hear it. So loud. Yeah. So I told you my my brother in law entered a raffle to try to win yeah, a yeah, PS five, yeah. and he won. So there's one of those raffles going on, and I entered it for twenty five dollars, and I'll let you know. Oh, wow. Next week if I win. So wait, hold on. You, you the only prize is is the PS five, right? Yeah. So they're just so buying this of, off a scalper, and they're getting a couple hundred people to pay $25 and then buying. So, yeah. so yeah, that's basically what they do. <laughs> but I'm only in it for 25 Sure. So I'm not paying like... So said the other 200 people. Right. I'm not paying like 1250 to pay it. It's like four out of 45 people. Yeah. This sounds like a good scheme I could start running. I could it's, a good it scheme. it's a good scheme because yeah. that guy's going to make a ton of money. I'm only spending $25. i am not paying a scalper 1250 you sound like you're part of a pyramid scheme is what you're trying to pitch on me now. <laughs> like Probably. Probably. But hey, Next if I lose twenty five bucks. He's gonna be selling us a timeshare. Right. <laughs> if I if I lose twenty five bucks, I don't like not a big deal to me. I don't want a PS five, whatever. <laughs> I'm not out there refreshing links, you know, following Wario, refreshing his Twitter page. Right, I'm just fair. like that's fair. You know, I'm good as like I didn't realize how lucky I got when I pre ordered mine back in like September or whatever. Yeah, and actually landed a pre-order. Like I did not think that I was that lucky, but I should only have bought a lot of tickets. One other day. person out of like seven other people I know that are trying to get them right now that has landed one. 
Yeah, I don't know. People are getting them still. Like it's crazy. It's hard. It's hard to get them, man. It's hard to get them. Whatever. And ben said it the other week. Like it's probably easier to buy cocaine. <laughs> it probably is. <laughs> I mean, yeah. I'd say it probably is. You should test that theory. Vlog it. That sounds like a lot of work. <laughs> Plus, then I end up, like I end up with cocaine, it. which I do not want. <laughs> and, a, and a new cocaine blog to show. For. Yeah. The cocaine <laughs> fanatics. <laughs> oh, I'm going to review whatever this powder is. <laughs> I don't know what it is. Oh, All right. Let's move on to the next Moving season. on. Uh, the rest of the news is quick news. Or most of the rest of the news is quick news. We got some uh, Bethesda. Uh, Bethesda. Nope. Uh, Square Enix presents next week. Uh, three eighteen, whatever the hell day of the week that is, you can Google that if you want. But Square Enix is going to be talking about some upcoming games. There's Outriders stuff. There's Avengers stuff. There's a Ballon Wonderworld stuff. What's with that game? Oh my god! Don't even. You should play the demo because it's just horrific. Uh, in not necessarily in a good way. And also, the most interesting thing is there is a new Life is Strange that will be announced. They confirmed new characters and a new power, which is very exciting for me. I love Life is Strange 1 and Before the Storm. 2 is okay. Uh, better than okay, but it's fine. Uh, I'm excited for this. I don't know if anyone else cares about new Life is Strange, but... Just Cause Mobile? Any no one, takers? Literally, I forgot about it because no one cares. I didn't know that existed. <laughs> I think that might have been announced at this little tweet image. Who cares? It's on the list. Uh, <laughs> the most incendiary series in gaming is coming to mobile, and you'll see it in action. Expect explosions, explosions, and probably some more explosions. Oh, I hate it. I mean, I'd, disappointed if, I'd be disappointed if there weren't explosions. That's fair. Just exactly. New mobile game announcements. More mobile mayhem awaits from the award-winning Square Enix Montreal. Maybe some more Go games? They did uh, Hitman Go, yeah. Tomb Raider Go. Those were good. I liked those. They were pretty good. Yeah, like, like all of them, I enjoyed them. Just Cause Go. Yeah. Sure. Just, cause. just cause go. Just cause go. Um, I hope we get to see some Outriders Endgame stuff because yeah. uh, that's the only thing. Like, I don't care about the story for Outriders, but it's yeah. one of those things where like I would just like to know more about the game because like they haven't convinced me to want to spend money on it. I think if they if they do that and they show here's several different not necessarily raids, but that'd be cool. But just little dungeon things like these are end game dungeons for you to roll and and all this different loot and stuff you get that could be really compelling for a lot of people. That sounds exciting in a Diablo esque looter shooter. That sounds like a great time. Yeah. yeah. Do you think they'll do anything special for Tomb Raider's twenty fifth anniversary? I think the rumor was this is like a repackaging trilogy for the last one, the last trilogy, and putting that on next gen. I think that was the rumor that leaked or something. I mean, that'd be cool. Those were, yeah, for the most part, really good games. good games, yeah. It doesn't get its own album like Pokemon? No, Post Malone will not be singing uh, a cover I was just of about to say, is there... the Black Eyed Peas or whatever the fuck happened. Like, no. <laughs> Fucking hootie. I don't know what's going on with that. I'm still <sighs> impressed Post Malone's a real person. I still, still don't understand how that's a thing. <laughs> Uh, I'm very excited for New Life is Strange. I love Life is Strange 1. This is not going to have anything to do with it, and I hate that. So, but, but what I want them to do with Life is Strange, the two things I want, and they can pick one, but if they do okay. one of the two, I'm, I'm super in, is bring it back to like high school 
where you're just a kid doing high school shit. I think that was great for Life is Strange 1, Life is Strange 2. You're on the run from the law, and you're still kids, but like this is not... This is literally the best part for me of Life is Strange 2 was the beginning when there was high school drama slightly, and then they ran away from town. So, perfect. Just get rid of that. Uh, and, and semi-related that I want them to do, perhaps even more importantly, is it does not need to be save the town or run away from the law, life or death. It doesn't need to be that. It should be simple bullshit. Like, if the final boss of a game is, I gotta, I gotta pass this math test, and I gotta go to some get my driver's license like that sounds great make it super dumb like that that's what i want from from a choose your own adventure degrassi-esque life is strange that's what i was gonna say you just want a degrassi tactics yes but that's social links that's the thing like life is strange is so close to that and they're like but you got to save the town and also there's a serial killer but what if there weren't those things and it was just <laughs> the high schoolers because there's enough drama there with friends and bullshit you don't need that and I, oh my god before the storm had more of that and one of the best parts of that was a play you did with uh oh, what's her name the missing girl not you're at, you're playing as Chloe but you're doing a play like for her cuz she's in the play and you have to kind of act and it's like this really cute thing uh, final boss of just being in a play and and dealing with that with this girl you kind of like it was really cool that's what i want from this that's different and unique i don't need to be saving the world in every single fucking game i don't need that we we can expand your horizons video games all right that's my ted talk i know someone's excited for thursday i am excited (laughs) I'm excited to be disappointed because right. Life is Strange 2 was very okay. I'm excited to see what else they're bringing to mobile. I play a lot. I play mobile games just while I'm working, you know? I'm on that balloons no, kick right now. No more balloons. It's so fun. The little monkey. I just got Ben Jammin. <laughs> the little monkey? Ben Jammin. He plays a little DJ set. That sounds like He's me. Great. Yeah. He's okay. great. Anyway. Moving on. To uh, just a quick note about PS5 sales, since we talked about it too. The PS5 is the fastest selling console in the US history if you do dollar sales, which makes sense since it's $500. Um, yeah. But still, that's, that's crazy. It beats the, uh, the Switch, which obviously was uh, pretty significant. It's cheap. Yeah. <laughs> uh, cheaper, but it's impressive too to think how much more they could have sold if they actually had sold more than five of them. But Ben, they don't want our money. They clearly don't. Clearly do not. You know, I wonder if it would have sold that much better if this is just a thing where they're selling so much because it's so hard to get. Oh, interesting. Selling like hotcakes. You know, because you see those pictures of like scalpers buying up like warehouses full of PS5s, right. and they're probably sitting for a while while they sell, try to sell them. To me. And so it's like, if that wasn't happening. Would these have sold that fast? Would they have? Would they have these type numbers? And would the demand be so high if it was easier to get? You know what I mean? I that's an interesting point actually, because if if you had increased uh, the amount at launch or whatever by thirty percent, would that have satiated the need? And then you wouldn't have had people scalping them because you could kind of get it somewhat easily. So that's it. Has a very interesting perspective on it. 
Uh, I don't think it's wrong. I think you might have might have something there. It, definitely, the sales have been elevated by people scalping it or trying to raffle it for twenty five dollars a ticket. Um, Wish me luck. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> I mean, Walmart will put it up and be like, "It'll be available at three p.m." and then you like refresh it two fifty nine and it's gone. Yeah, that's me. It's like yeah. sold out, and I'm like, "What?" I was even bother trying to help my dad get one. <sighs> And it's like, this is just not possible, man. No, it's not. I, I keep trying, like, every, almost every single time there is a drop like that, I'm either at work, or I'm asleep, or I'm, or I'm there, and I still miss it, and it's just, well, why can't I get put and on the, a list? The PlayStation queues are even worse, where you have to wait, like, 45 minutes for you to get right. sent to a site where it tells you, oh, sorry, it's sold yeah. out. Those are the ones I never like, get. That's when I'm asleep. And I wake up in the morning, like, oh, that happened again. All right. It's like, well, what did I... Why don't you just cut off the queue? Like, why are you why are you still letting people wait? I yeah, why are you putting gone? people on digital line already? Like, what's what's with this? I I I said this I think way back in maybe November December. Why can't I go on PlayStation, register my ID, make it connected to my credit card? I can only buy one. I'll pay for it now, and you just ship it when you get it. Like, why can't I do that? How is that not? Why can't a there thing? be some sort of like authentication system yeah. with like uh like a two factor authentication system? You register a card, like some sort of like way to prevent scalpers yes. or bots or something. Like what's there, going there's on? There's got to be a better way to do this. How is it harder to get back into my Gmail than it is to buy this shit? Like, come on, <laughs> give us a secure way to buy this stuff. What's going on here? It, it seems like it should be so easy, but I guess not. I mean, it'd probably be easier if they just sold it in stores. It wouldn't yep. be. So, I'll I put on a mask and some gloves. But I, I think. They, online yeah i don't think they can since they're selling so quickly online and then it's true when it yeah. pops up in target it's like it's only shipped to stores like that probably means the stores got it and they would have sold it in store but they can't because it just immediately is online right. gone it's, it's allotted to yeah someone who ordered it online nonsense yeah. what it is bunch of garbage so yay uh, final, final bit of news. And I waited, I was going to put this on the, the news items last week, but then this week we got kind of more information with it. So this is about Hogwarts Legacy and the developer who left the studio. There's a lot to unpack with this. This um, is such a weird, I did watch the video that yeah. you posted in, um, Discord and it was it's such a weird video to watch, but at the same time, like it did add a lot of context oh, to yeah. the situation because I, I I did kind of follow it a little bit and uh, then I was kind of like, I don't care. But then I did watch the video and uh, I think it sheds a lot of light on games media in general, right. especially a lot of what's going on. Anytime there's like one little thing and the very like progressive left, reacts and then just doesn't correct or follow up or do any further digging or they just like kind of go on this crazy rampage and then just like they're done they get their clicks they get their story and then they don't follow up or anything so i thought that was really interesting his his video made me like kind of get a different perspective on his side of the story and then kind of be like okay all right um Interesting. But, yeah, if you wanted to continue, Ben. Uh, right, no, no, you're fine. Um, yeah, it, it's... 
I do think the larger story is more directed at at the gaming media and how they've portrayed this. Um, and he brings this up where him he's not a designer. He wasn't the lead designer of this project. But if you exactly. look at yeah. every article about it, every headline about it, it's Hogwarts Legacy designer. He's he was the series uh, senior producer on the project for the last year and a half, two years. I think he was hired as the lead designer at the studio, but he, he was no longer for at least the last year. Um, and so that that's already wrong with all these headlines. And I'm even looking through stuff. Now you go to the Polygon article or the Kotaku article about it, not to single out them, although I already did yell about Polygon earlier. Um, <laughs> unrelated there. There's no update. There's no retraction. There's no like, Oh wait, he's actually the producer. It's different. Um, and it's, it's also weird. I don't see an article. The article on Kotaku now is still the title. Still, developer quits following backlash over the thing. Not that he left over family reasons. That he was trying to retire last year and then didn't. He took a sabbatical and then came back and then was like, "No, this got worse. So I gotta, I gotta leave. I'm gonna retire." Like he's retiring. He's not quitting. He's not all these other things. It's just such a weird. It's such a weird thing. And he also brings up his videos, which was unearth that start this whole thing that aren't even that incendiary <laughs> yeah they make him out to be like a like a right wing or far right <laughs> or even job right. or something yeah 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 and then they make him out to be um like an anti-feminist or something like that and and he went over he's like i am a feminist <laughs> like he, <laughs> he's like i don't understand <laughs> like it was just funny like hearing him kind of go over it and the fact that he's like, he's like, I'm all, I'm about equality. He's like, I'm not for, um, having, he's like, I don't want to be the type of feminist where women stomp on men. He's like, I want us to be equals, like just that type of thing. And it was just interesting to hear his perspective and how he was demonized, but it's just because people didn't do their, like, they didn't actually do the research that they should have. Even because in, they, oh, no, no. Well, even in this article that I pulled up from Kotaku, because that's where I found the quote for Phil Spencer, um, they have an update and they talk about this video. At no point did they say, "Oh, we also have his fucking job title wrong, and he didn't quit because of this." So they found the video. Like this video exists. Let's not update or amend any of our coverage to actually reflect reflect facts it's just really weird to me that it's very clear there's an agenda and i understand people really are upset about jk rowling and all that and even in this video goes on to say like i support trans people like this is like ridiculous i don't know why this is such a thing i it i think this story is such a a perfect example of what's kind of wrong with reporting in general if you can get so much wrong and then everyone else just kind of takes that makes their own article they don't do their own research this article i assume is already correct right so i'm gonna repackage it and put it on my site and you end up with 400 articles all based on one thing that was wrong originally yay it's surprising it's not updated anywhere Ah, uh, yeah i'm like only it, on kotaku yeah. but I mean... it's just we live in a time where it's really easy to make everyone angry on twitter and oh yeah especially jk jk rowling's name 
in an article about a Harry Potter game right now is the easiest way to make, you know, an already toxic community, which is gamers, like, <laughs> angry. And you already have the gaming media, gaming journalists that are far already leaning far left. Like, you know, <laughs> with these articles especially, very they can easily stir up anger and, you know, crazy reactions so easily too and it's just it, it's uh it's one of those times where they they got it wrong and they didn't correct it and right. this guy this guy was i think him making a video to set the record straight was kind of the right thing to do mm -hmm. and you know he didn't really have to do it but no. i think I think he did it and it allowed him to explain himself to the people that I think he wanted to do it for, which is his coworkers and his friends and the people that do care about his project and maybe what he worked on and maybe people that just know him in general. But I think for, for me, like not really knowing who he is and not really knowing much about the project, but just maybe hearing about the game at a glance and already knowing there's a lot of controversy about it. This was just, here, like listening to that video was kind of a good way to just kind of get um, a perspective about the what's already surrounding the game as far as like controversy and feeling like, well, it looks like this shit's not going to go away. And <laughs> I already know that most of it is probably going to be overblown. I'm doing a quick Googlies. Uh, so this video went up Friday. Um early morning, I believe, early-ish morning. IGN does not have an updated article. Their, uh, their article still says from nine days ago that the lead designer quits following the controversy. It's still not true. Um, what the hell did I just click on on GameSpot? Hold on. The fuck was that? Oh, I'm seeing if GameSpot did it. But so far, a no site I've checked, no major site I've checked has the correct headline or information. It's just very <clears throat> sad, I think. Now, I'm fine with you being left-leaning and, and all that, because I'm left, certainly on the left, but I would like you to correct yourself if you get something wrong, and it starts, this is the whole fucking issue. Once I see you've done something stupid like this, how much else are you doing stupid? Should I now be worried about other articles? Do I now not believe anything I hear from you? Like that. That's the slippery slope with this, and and kind of burning a lot of goodwill on something totally unnecessary on this is, is very strange to me. I don't know. I'm trying to find Hogwarts legacy. Well, you can't. You haven't been invited to the school. Dang it. Hell. I'm a little old. <laughs> a little too old. You know what? Like, for me, when this stuff gets all crazy, and then especially, like, once they start, you know, once politics get involved, like, for me, it's like, I just, you know, want to think about the game. I just want to play the game. Fair. It's finally, we're finally getting to a Harry Potter game that's going to be, like, an RPG. Looks cool. Looks cool. Yeah. It's not going to be one of these, like, not not that I didn't enjoy the games that were based off the movie. But I'm excited for an actual game. I want to make my own character. I want to level up my potions. I want to play Quidditch. Yeah. Yeah, I, I was excited when I saw it. I'm excited to dive in and play it. Want to get in Ravenclaw? Okay. That's fine. 
want to smoke some Hogwarts weed? No. Get in trouble? The headmaster? You know? Shit, dude. <laughs> that bad. Get suspended, you know? It's a dangerous game you're playing there, man. Yeah. That'd wanna be funny. Live, wanna live that Hogwarts life? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, living that if he could get suspended. Oh, man. Uh, what happens if you got fail suspended the test? from Hogwarts? <laughs> For smoking Hogwarts weed? <laughs> wow, they really put everything in she this game. She just ended up becoming like this complete failure as a wizard. <laughs> yeah. Hogwarts heat. dropout. Fine, fucking. <laughs> You find him in the hall, just chilling. I chose the Hogwarts dropout path. Aren't you supposed to be, cl- be in class? <laughs> yeah, be in class? No. The, the side class the, for the side losers. Class. It's part Why of the are DLC. you even here? <laughs> yeah. It's this prestigious school. Like, come on. Oh, man. Do you care about your education? I just wanted that Hogwarts weed. Yeah, I know. Find me at Diagon Alley. I'm still confused the in the world of Harry Potter. There's a lot of wizards, but like, what do they do? What are their jobs? There's like That's cops. A super good question. There's there's cops yeah. and there's teachers, and then there's Quidditch, Quidditch. And like, yeah. what do other people do? <laughs> are there other jobs? Yeah, I I'm always sure thought that was like weird some because like cover spies or something going on there. They could. I don't know what they're doing. They're hunting for beasts. I don't know what people do yeah. in this world. Yeah, that's true. Because some of them don't even know like a lot of what, what muggles do. Yeah, they don't even know what muggles do. I don't even know what you do. What the fuck do you do? Yeah. Are there like accountants? Are there wizard accountants? Well, there must be because we have the goblins, so we got the banks. But like, what the? There's a lot of missing jobs, is what I'm saying. Yeah. <sighs> Maybe this game can pad out the mm. the lore and kind of guide us. And yeah, you can pick a career path. Well, you got to think, yeah. too. Wizards and all that, that's based more on a society that is before the technological revolution. So there's just a lot of farming. Like, what are these wizards Maybe. doing? What are all of them <laughs> doing? The wizard breeder? Oh, man. I think they just all go to school. And then they just go to school again once they're done with school. I don't know what the fuck they do. They just go to school forever. Oh, yeah, I guess you need people to run the Quidditch. So you have to, like, prepare the field and... Yeah. Yeah. I mean, but who would want to? I mean, who would want to go to a prestigious wizard school to do that? And there's bands, so there's like music and shit in in Harry Potter. So there's bands that went to wizard school and then decided to play guitar instead. <laughs> you know, I bet like if I reread those books, it would answer some of these questions. I hope so, because I feel like it's, it's a so giant hole. Yeah, it's not Maybe. good. There's some long books there towards the end too. Just don't remember them very well. That's fair. All right, let's move on to our Fine. favorite part of the show. We're we're gonna talk about games that we're playing. If we must, if we must, Trevor, you're our special guest. So why don't you start off and tell us about a game that you're playing? Sure, I've been playing Persona Five Strikers. Ooh. A lot of it. I'm a really really big Persona fan. Um, my Persona Five obsession. It's kind of crazy. It's like been my, you know how you can go in those apps and see what game you played the most of over the past year. Yeah. Um, Persona Five was one year, and then it was Persona Five Royal was another <laughs> year, and now it's probably gonna be Persona Five Strikers. Um, that's like how obsessed I am with that series. But uh, I recently played Hyrule Warriors: Age of Calamity. Um, okay. 
I played it a little late, so I played it in like January, and I wasn't a huge fan of it, to be completely honest. First of all, it ran pretty poorly on the Switch, but also it was just so far away, and I know that it was meant to be, but it's just so far away from what like I think of as a Zelda game that it was just not enticing to me. It was a little bit mundane, and I, I found it kind of difficult to get its hooks in me. The story was pretty good, but overall I was kind of like disappointed with it. Persona 5 Strikers leans much heavier into feeling like a Persona game. Yeah. Aside from the combat. So like you even like jump into, I don't know if you guys played it, but like you even jump into like these ambushes and stuff similar to where you would in Persona 5 and a turn-based battle. It's just that would, instead of resulting in a turn, uh, turn-based battle system would be like a bunch of enemies pop up and you're in like muso combat for a little while um, okay i've seen some gameplay of it it looked pretty good the story is really good the characters the art's really well done um the menu system is insanely stylish and just so cool just like ah, i would course. truly expect from a persona game yeah but yeah i i was i'm thoroughly impressed i'm like I think I'm like 25 or so hours into it. It's a very long game. I'm like oh, nowhere God. near uh, <laughs> finished with it. I think I finished Hyrule Warriors at 20, 25 hours-ish. Um, and I don't think I'm anywhere close to done with Persona 5 Strikers yet. Dang. How many hours did you put into uh, Persona 5 The Royal? Uh, I platinumed it. Oh, I Probably about 200 or so hours. Good lord. That's a yeah. lot. <laughs> no. Yeah, I was <laughs> probably That's bad not me. enough. I mean like yeah. Not enough. I probably <laughs> 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 I li- I liked it a lot. I was a big fan of Royal. All the quality of life stuff was really good. It made replaying it worth it and I, I liked the ending to Royal significantly better than the original. So hmm. yeah, okay. So maybe worth playing. Definitely. So maybe. And yeah, maybe. maybe. I don't know if I could put myself through that again. That's so much time. That's fair. Yeah, if you recently played Persona 5, then it would be a tough one to go through again because there's about 100 hours of gameplay that are very similar to <laughs> Persona 5. Oh, God. <laughs> um, but if you haven't played Persona 5 since launch, then I'd say it's worth it. It's worth giving it a go. I'm trying to remember when I think I... Uh, maybe 2019, I think, is the last time I played it. Be too soon. I don't have the time. I can't do it. I can't do it. I can't do it. No. no. I can't do it. No. 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 Cool. Oh, am I losing you? No. Hello? You guys still there? Sorry. Sorry. You guys no, hear me all right? No, my internet I was given the bit. good pregnant pause. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's it. That's all I've been playing, really. I I jumped back into Animal Crossing New Horizons um, a little bit. It's been so long since I played it. I wanted, I almost wanted to completely start over um, and just, like, start completely fresh because it's just, like, a disaster trying yeah. to reorganize everything the way I want. If you, um, could, if you could add one thing to that game that it doesn't have, what would you add to it? To make, to make, the, the to make it better. On the spot. I would say fix this problem I'm having right now and make it easier for me to start um, 
from scratch while still keeping all my shit. Oh. Um, without having to spend a fortune to move everything around, right? Mm. Like, because if I want to move all the houses to like the beach where I t- while I terraform for a bit, oh, it takes forever. You know, it it yeah. costs so many bells, dude. That's crazy to like move everything out and then move it back. You know what I mean? So yeah, it you you'd have to put in hours and hours to collect all the money to get everything out and then terraform and then move everything back in where you want it, and it's just a really big pain. So yeah, if I could just kind of be like, hey, give me like a clean slate, but also don't remove all the stuff that I've spent, you know, seventy hours collecting, um, that would be great. Yeah. Yeah. Understandable. I just every time I go back to it, like I find myself just disappointed. Like, cause I really did. I put over two hundred hours into that, almost three hundred hours into that game, and I just hit a point where I was like, "There's just nothing I do in here that will fulfill me." Like Stardew Valley did, and cause like you just run out of like everything else that they add is just always about collecting. Right. And there's just like, I was like, it'd be cool if you could do more with the stuff. Like, I wish I could, I don't know. Like, I wish the items were more usable. Like, everything that you, like the furniture, like the machines, like the coffee machine. Like, I wish there was just more you could do. Hmm. And, and I don't know if it's, if it's something they're going to add, just more features. Like, I just feel like there's something limiting about the game. Like, it's almost like, it almost gets there, but then it just like stops you from mm. doing more. And I don't know what it is. It's just like I think you end up playing games that are just more featureful or feature heavy. That you when you play Animal Crossing, you just kind of feel like, well, I did everything I can, but like it's just kind of boring. <laughs> like even if the fishing was a little more challenging, and I don't know, just little things like that that I find that I find kind of a. Uh, dissatisfying about it but i did put a lot of time into it so it's not like i right. didn't get i did like i didn't get enough out of it so I I mean, have after a, hard time a couple going. hundred hours it'd be easy to get burnt out on it yeah i think a little bit i'm I also like myself i'm also upset that like so for example like i started the island with like my kids right and so they have their houses on my island and then we ended up getting all three of my kids each their own like nintendo switch Lite for christmas and then my daughter decided she wanted to get Animal Crossing. She's like, oh, cool. Um, well, I can transfer your island over, I think. I, don't, I still don't know if you can. But I know there's like a save data app. She's like, oh, no, I'm just going to start my own one. And I was like, okay, cool. So I just have like this. I just have your island, your character here. Yeah, I can't do anything island. with it. Oh, can't delete island. her. Can't vote her off the island. Can't do crap. She's just there. That's a this good point. Could you character get rid will of them? never do anything. Yeah. You can't do anything with them. Oh, that's terrible. Yeah. Huh. Yeah. Huh. But, yeah, anyways. I could go on forever about Animal Crossing. <laughs> anyway. Cool. All right. Um, do you have any, like, games that you go back to constantly that um, are, like, your go-to multiplayer games or anything like that? Um, the game I go back to constantly is probably Breath of the Wild, honestly. Mm. Um. Oh. I play a lot of it. It's one of those like comfort food games for me when I have nothing else to play. It's what I turn on. Um, nice. I play. I used to play a lot of Destiny. Um, fell off that when you know the friends that I played with didn't play it too much anymore. 
Um, and every once in a while, I'll play like Apex or. Um, yeah, Apex. Yeah. But mostly, I I play mostly single player games, um, and yeah, the Breath of the Wild is just such like a collectathon. I still have so much I need to do in that game. It's nice to go back to discover new things, you know. Cool. All right. Ben, do you want to go? Sure. Played more garbage. Uh, <laughs> Played more garbage. Played more more trash. I think this is my fifth Resident Evil game this year. <laughs> oh jeez. No. But you love those games. Yeah, fifth. Oh yeah, I do. Of course, <laughs> of course I do. So I, I played, finished over the last like week and a half Resident Evil Six. This is the the most controversial one. I think it is also still the best selling Resident Evil game. Is it? Did it pass five? Oh, maybe maybe it's five. It's five or six. I know it's five or six. Yeah, it's one um, of those two. Yeah. And people really don't like six. There's a lot of issues with six. The camera and the controls are really weird. Uh, like mm-hmm. your character is half the screen, I feel like. And you move quick and zip and zoop around. And, and it's kind of jarring. Uh, you go back to play some other game and you kind of got to like, settle yourself because it's not how a game should look or play um that being said i do really like six it has four campaigns one's kind of a shorter little campaign but so three main six hour campaigns and they all kind of weave into each other in interesting ways so i don't i didn't play it online because the whole game's co-op as well but you can play it online and when you're playing online when the when the uh, pads converge, the other players will just plop into your game as other real people from that campaign that they're playing online. And that's really cool. Uh, oh, that's interesting. Yeah, it's, it's way ahead of its time, I think, with that. Or way, way too ambitious for what it needs to be in the first place. Um, there's, yeah. there's like a boss fight where the two parties meet and then it splits you off with one member of the other team. So if you're playing online, you're going to end up playing with like some rando who's also playing with their friend that has a co-op partner that's playing with your friend. Like it's really cool. Um, and you can also have, you can invade other people's games. That's like, why just why there's so many things in this. Why would you, would you do this? There's parts in this game where when you play that final fourth campaign, you might realize like there was someone online helping me in the background of this scene that I had no idea about. It's really, it's really cool. Totally unnecessary. Um, wow. That's crazy. I didn't know that. Yeah. It, it's, it's wild. Um, and I really like the game. I like the plot of it. I, I, it's, it's very convoluted. Like I said, four plots all going on at the same time and they all have their own bad guy and like nonsense <laughs> they're up to. Uh, I did find though on the Steam page because I'm playing it on Steam. It's uh, there's a listing like play this played in this order since everything's told out of order, right? So it's like play Leon's chapters one through three, then go play Chris's chapters one and two, then How go weird. play Jake's chapters one and two, and it's like it sounds like a giant mess, and it, and it is, but it makes it really interesting because you'll you'll play through Leon's campaign and he'll be like oh, we got to go to find this guy because he's the bad guy. Where is he? They're like on the phone. Where is he? He's in China. And they're like, we're going to China. 
and then it cuts to Chris's campaign, and it's like, such and such time, China. There's been an outbreak, and he's like running through the thing. He's like, oh shit, China, what's going on in China? Uh, so it, it starts looping back and forth with all these characters. It, it's really cool when you play it in that order. Uh, the order that the game is not presented to you in at all, uh, which is unfortunate. And I, I do think I'm surprised they never went back in and did something to this to make it in order because having it like that did add a lot to the experience. You understood all the characters. It wasn't like you play a whole campaign and go like, well, I don't know what the fuck Chris was up to. I saw him for 10 minutes and he went away. Now you, you know why he's there. You know what he's chasing. You know why he was upset with you or whatever. Uh, really cool to definitely if you're gonna play it i don't know what other idiots gonna play it this year uh (laughs) but if you are find that list it's really easy to find on the steam like forums or whatever for for the game and play it in that order it it really adds a lot to it add a lot of context it adds like some really fun dramatic beats where like oh no they got captured and then you'll play as someone else for two chapters and then go back to the captured people so it adds some suspense to it and in areas that if you were just playing it in order, you're like, oh, we're captured. Okay, we escape. <laughs> like, all right, well, maybe right, right. <laughs> add some little space there. Uh, really cool game, though. So, so Resident Evil 5 was the highest selling. Okay, what's uh, 5? Resident Evil 6 is second. Okay. So Resident Evil 5 had, has sold 13 million copies. This is from October 2020 article. Um, Resident Evil 6, 11.2 mil. And then Resident Evil 4, 10.3 mil. Okay, that that checks out. It's it's unfortunate that those have both sold more than four. I do think six is better than five, um, especially when you go back and play it uh, now. <laughs> yeah. um, you can move and shoot, which I'm fine with the stop and pop. But I guess it's not stop and pop. But don't look at dance. It's a it's a weird yeah. It's a weird like dance, gyration yeah. you do in in five, but also in six your partner isn't a complete moron, and you don't have to babysit them the whole time like you don't have to give them ammo or heal them or anything and that's something in five that is not good do not like that at all yeah i agree yeah uh but i really like six a couple more notes just real quick you have to run from the camera at several instances and i thought it was really funny that they included that for no reason and it's terrible it's just as bad as you'd imagine it is running from the camera or running into the camera it's just terrible yeah real bad i never like it when games do that yeah uh, they do good do a, a good job of making you do like fun action set pieces. It almost feels like Uncharted in a lot of moments in this game. Uh, there's some cool stuff with Leon where the city's like outbreak is going on and you're running through all these fiery streets and stuff. Really interesting. And then finally, never forget the giraffe logo. Remember the Resident Evil 6 logo that looks like a giraffe getting a blowjob? Oh jeez! You can never unsee it. You can never unsee it, man. I just change it. Just change the logo. Just change it. You gotta change it. It's bad. It's real bad. Uh, yeah. <clears throat> so that was Resident Evil Six. Yay! Yay! Real quick, cause I have seven thousand things on my on my list. I do want to mention Forager, cause I know Joel, you played Forager forever ago. Yeah, I think I played it when it was on early access and uh, on mm-hmm. Steam. Yeah, a long time. So it's on Game Pass. And that's why I played it. I played like an hour of it, maybe. Uh, I'm glad I didn't buy it, but I get it. I get why people like the game. It, the pacing of it's too fast. So you're uh, foraging for materials and just upgrading it. And then it's one of those games. Just look it up and, and see it. It's fine. 
it gets crazy fast all of a sudden and you're like producing machines and then they start like at a certain point the machines are producing too fast to where you like it gets hard to keep up with it and like i think at one point i had two different islands that were just packed with producing like um ingots okay and so i had like it was just getting crazy and i was like this is too much and then i had like multiple turrets that were also running around doing stuff and i was just like what is happening here? yeah i crazy. did not get that far um i got a couple separate islands and and made stuff and then like inventory started to be a thing i, I get it i don't want to do this this is yeah this is too much this is way too stressful for what this is also <laughs> i feel like this should be way more chill yeah but I did play. I was playing that while I waited for Gamefly to send Gamefly. me uh, my Gamefly game for the week, which was Black Ops Cold War. Oh, and weird. Uh, so, so I uh, on the Xbox app you can install games that you don't even own. What? Which? That's interesting. Yeah, which is a weird thing. Um, but if the, so, the example I will give is if. If you pre-ordered a physical edition of something, let's say, like because you want the collector's edition, but you don't want to wait to get the disc to start installing and then play, you know what I mean? You could preload it in advance. That makes that makes sense. Or if you're me and you're trying to, you know, install Call of Duty, which is 700 gigs, before you get the disc, sure, GameFly, this is perfect for that. Not not in this instance, no. So I installed the game. I put the disc in. I go to log in. It turns out you have to you have to have a login to play fucking Call of Duty. I have to deal with that shit. I finally get past that, and then it says, "Oh, then it crashes." So then I <laughs> boot the game back up, and it says you have to buy it. I'm like, I don't understand why I would have to buy it. I have the disc. I install the disc again, or not again for the first time because I installed it from the app. I install it again. Go through. That's a hundred gigs. That finally finishes. I go to play the game it still asks me to buy it so then i have to uninstall everything and then reinstall it and then it works so thanks a lot really saved me a lot of fucking time giant <laughs> 700 gig nonsense i had to do for this stupid oh my fucking God. game the game takes up so much space. it's so much oh, it's a i think it's Why? 100 it's 170 gigs is what it installed that's crazy yeah so Did like I, isn't that without like the campaign and stuff because i remember when i installed it it only installed like multiplayer and some other than zombies and just like everything but the campaign and it was still like a just ridiculously uh i think it installed everything um yeah it installed everything because i have warzone on there and it says i can okay. play it uh yeah maybe it is I, it takes up so much space it's a lot of space yeah it, it's a lot of space uh way too much space so, but anyway, I finally got to play the game, and I really liked the campaign overall. There's some cool plot stuff it does, especially towards the end. It kind of tries to do a Bioshock in a way. I won't go into that. Not that anyone really cares about the plot spoilers of a Call of Duty game. Um, I also think it's, it's super cool that they made a Cold War game, and that there's two endings, so you can actually uh, have a pro-Russia ending, kind of. And, or a pro America, like where one where America wins, one where the USSR wins. Like that's that's really interesting, and I liked a lot of the the characters. I guess uh, it does run into the problem. I feel like a lot of these Call of Duties or a lot of video games in particular run into where 
they introduce like seven characters and then it's like oh moss is over there he's pinned down you gotta rescue him like i don't know who the fuck that is i can't believe i can't believe moss is dead i'm like who is moss who is the person Like, they just need to pare down the amount of people and vary them more because it's like, oh, the one girl, I know her because it's the only girl on the team. It's hard to miss, forget her. So then there's him and there's the guy with a scar on his face. I was like, okay, I know him. And it was also weird. He has a scar on his face and then they have flashbacks and he doesn't have a scar. And I'm like, oh, like we're going to show and he's going to get his scar. Never happened. All right. Hmm. Fine. <laughs> just That was just there. He wow. just has a scar. Okay. I thought that'd be important, but I guess not. Uh, but they have all these other characters. I don't know who. At one point, you play as them, and and then I I went back to playing as my character, and I was like, who did I play as? Was it you or you? Or I don't know the difference between you. You're just both kind of angry dudes. I don't know who you are. So I feel like they could have kind of made that. And one one guy like betrays you at some point, but not not, not like betrays you like double crosses you. But he just doesn't tell you everything, and you kind of get mad at him. And I'm and I'm like, but but did you go with me or who are you exactly? Like it's just too many people. Uh, but I did I did really enjoy it. There's a lot of really cool moments within the story. It's it's Call of Duty. You kind of know what to expect. Uh, at this point, solid, totally solid campaign. I'm probably gonna go through and do like one of the optional missions that I didn't do the because uh, there's two optional missions and they, you have to like decode messages. So I had to solve a puzzle basically to to get into one of the missions which is Hmm. i I had to find um evidence and other missions and then go into like the evidence room or whatever menu and then find like okay this is a number station and the number station for this city is matches this and then if i put that number in this that's the password and then that's that gives me this other piece of information it was really cool and just a little puzzle to solve um for two of the optional missions fun i really liked it really liked it I will mention I had one point fell off a building that I was not supposed to fall off of. And then the game auto saved and I had to redo the whole mission. So, Oh no. Wait. So like when you would load it, you would just be falling off the building. No, I was off the building already. I fell off the building was fine. (laughs) And then was like, I'm stuck here off the building. You were just like outside the level. Yeah. Essentially. Yeah. (laughs) I was behind a fence. So if I had fallen a little farther, I would have fallen back to the very beginning of the level. And I think I could have gone back to where I was. But because I fell in like behind a fence that you can't jump over, you're not <laughs> supposed to be there, I couldn't. I had to redo the whole level. And it was only like 15 minutes, but it's still like, why did it autosave there? What, what even, why is there not two autosaves? So I, if I fuck up, I could go back. Right. It, it was annoying. I also, in that mission in particular, but even before that, the performance on Series X isn't amazing. Um, I would zoom in with the rifle, and then when you zoomed out, it was very noticeable, like, we're dropping half the frames here for a little bit, just a short little bit, but as you come out of the scope, basically. Mm. Not great. Look, It looks good, but I feel like the last game looked better. I don't know. It, it just might be my, my memory of it. Um, I played it on PS5 a little bit. I haven't played a ton of it, but... I did notice that it looked a lot better than like, um, man, well, I think I played, I think I played the PS4 version cause it came out on PS4 right before the systems actually launched or something like that. I think I, mm. I yeah. played the PS4 version a little bit before I played the PS5 version and, uh, 
I thought it was a pretty pretty nice upgrade. Um, in terms, it has like a hundred and twenty yeah it does mode yeah on it which is pretty nice uh i thought it looked a little bit cleaner but then again i didn't play it much i played a little bit of the campaign never finished it but i had fun with some of like the mechanics and stuff they had in there. right i i will say i did play the last call of duty modern warfare <clears throat> i played that on pc so i played that at, at 4k 60 like i already yeah yeah so like <laughs> going from that to this i was like i don't know if this is better i feel like this is <laughs> not as good but then sometimes right, right. it like it still looked great i mean obviously it, it i had a lot more fun with modern warfare than this one i i, I agree i liked that campaign more um i like this campaign what cold war has going for it is it does feel less uh like let's just make a bombastic action movie i, I feel like there's yeah, more run I, shoot run shoot yeah yeah like that yeah they, they, it feels like they had a, a cohesive or coherent vision for it as opposed to we got to make another action movie like they, they kind of had a story they wanted to tell and that was interesting and compelling with it i just don't know if they really knocked it out of the park um hmm. i think park is one of the characters actually i think that's the the woman park yeah that sounds right Anyway, you get to name your character, and I named my character Beep Boop. <laughs> and then they give them they give them a code name, and so every mission it says it says the name of who you're playing as. So it'll be Beep Bell, which is my code name. So Beep Bell Boop. <laughs> oh, <laughs> and then geez. it crosses them out. It says Bell. I'm like I've I've the I'm four years old. <laughs> I'm just so good. <laughs> Beep Boop. That's great. Really enjoying. Nice. Um, it's actually one of those games where if someone beat it, I would love to talk to them about it because there were some really cool plot stuff it does towards the end that I don't know if it's entirely earned, but it is really interesting and they, they went for it and I don't know if they really needed to go that hard. Um, and I don't want to necessarily spoil, uh, what they did. I would liken it to a, mm, that, mm, I would liken it to the ashtray maze, not in execution or anything like that but it's it's a similar section of like oh wow you're really doing something different here um that happens towards the end of the campaign i enjoyed it and off it goes back to gamefly see ya see ya game fly away (laughs) uh do you want to go jill i i talked for 20 minutes about garbage so cool all right i only got a couple things so um, I spent a lot of time this week trying to complete this exotic quest in Destiny 2 um, for a gun called Dead Man's Tail, which uh, was this exotic scout rifle. It basically, it looks like an, uh, like a rifle from like an old Western. And it is the coolest gun I've ever seen in Destiny. And... It is probably the hardest quest I've ever played in Destiny. And it involved mainly you go to like this abandoned ship and you're sneaking through the vents trying to like unlock different doors. Kind of has this cool like horror film like feeling to it. And you're going through and you're seeing like this fungus plant that has grown and it's put up like a like this weird like goo door and the only way to get through it without burning to death is by like getting some of the spores on you so it's it's really different from what what they've done and um 
at least from what I know about, because um, I kind of fell off Destiny for a while and just got recently back into it. And um, so you get the spores on, you go through, you solve the little door puzzles to get through other doors, to get to the vents, to sneak through, to get to certain parts of it. Eventually you get to all these combat sections and some of the hard, like if you're doing this solo, it's pretty damn hard. And so I tried several times throughout the week to get through by myself. Couldn't do it. I would get to the boss and it's just too hard. It's this guy with a giant, like he's got this chain and at the end of it, he's got this spike ball that shoots fire when he slams it on the floor and he would just annihilate me quickly so uh when was it yesterday friday night i think um i recruited my cousin who had no idea about it so first we had to go get the the quest he had to go pick up the quest then i had to basically guide him through doing the entire quest because he had to also solve the puzzles with uh, me yeah, yeah. get through the vents all that shit we got through the first couple combat sections. We got to the boss, and then I had to teach him how to beat the boss because he's like, there's not only the surviving the waves of enemies, but you also have to flush the the heat, like the the, the you have to or something. flush the vents so that you don't burn to death. So I had to teach him all this at the same time. It's like, okay, now that you got it down, we just got to survive. We got to get <laughs> his three bars down. Boom, we did it. We finally got through it. It took us maybe two and a half hours, but we got the gun. And then it was just like, now I want to take this in a multiplayer and test it out. And I don't know if it was worth all that time. And it's I fucking, <laughs> I fucking love that gun. At the same <laughs> okay. time, I also got enough um, of the currency or whatever to go buy what's called the Monte Carlo, which is one of my favorite guns from Destiny 1 to play in multiplayer and I've got like this great little combo that I use in multiplayer now which is uh great because I feel like I don't suck ass at multiplayer now so I'm kind of getting my groove back there but yeah uh that was Destiny 2 that portion and then um I've been talking about it the last couple weeks but Bravery Network Online it's a game I got from Pop Agenda so thank you Pop Agenda for the code um last couple weeks I was having a hard time really kind of getting the hang of the game so I haven't played too much of it, but basically the game does a horrible job of explaining or giving you a way to really learn more about it. So like if you kind of blow through the tutorial and you kind of have a hard time understanding like like what the different types of moves do and what they mean and the tricks and all sorts of shit. Like basically like if you go into Pokemon, you're like, okay, like fire burns leaf and water puts out fire. Easy. They, they don't use the same type of shit in this game. So it's going to be kind of hard to remember this stuff if you're not hmm. if you don't pay attention to it right off the bat and then you don't remember it so once i was back in the game and i was playing it and i was like okay there's got to be somewhere to relearn this stuff so i can get the hang of this game so i went to the i i went into the community page on steam scrolled down <laughs> down down found their <laughs> fandom wiki clicked into oh, there God. and read through pages of like their fucking information and started playing. I was like, okay, starting to get the hang of this. And then it just clicked. And I was starting to get the hang of like what everything meant, how it worked. I put a brand new like team together. Cause you could put together different teams. Then I started going through the, there's like a, one of the people that you talk to in the game to start recruiting different team members. 
And the way you recruit them is by battling them. So let's try to turn it into Pokemon. So I started battling them. Once you beat them, um, you go through little like, uh, actually it almost kind of turned like Persona because once you beat them, you have to talk to them and kind of convince them to join your team. And so not all of them, some of them just join. Some of them you can talk to them and convince them to just join your team without battling them. So it kind of has this cool like structure. Um, and once you talk to them and they join your team, then you can rebuild your squad, put them in. You can also um, change out their abilities and moves. And it's it's cool. It's uh it's got this nice little like um, RPG mechanic to it that uh, I'm really enjoying. But it feels like it, it feels like a Pokemon game in a way where you're just like collecting more and more of these um, people <laughs> in a way, and you're battling them. <laughs> against like other versions of themselves and there's an online component that i'm gonna probably jump into uh a little bit more because they're gonna put out ranked mode and i'm just kind of getting the hang of like different squads to see what i like the most but i've got like four different teams together and as you as you kind of play through it you gain currency which is called swag or sway i'm not sure either one but you just kind of upgrade your your characters that way and level up moves and yeah it's pretty cool if you if anybody likes rpgs out there it's it's a pretty cool game it's like 15 dollars on steam and it's uh it's still kind of early access so they're still adding more and more to it but i would check it out it's it's a pretty fun little game and um the soundtrack is awesome so i put that out there the music is really good in it the art is really neat it kind of looks like a mix of uh uh scott pilgrim and I don't know. That's it. That's all I recognize from Scott Pilgrim. Yeah. yeah. It's got a really cool style. Yeah. The music, though. The music is really nice. But, yeah, that's all. I I played some other stuff. I played more Apex Legends and having fun with that. Um, I downloaded Forza... Forza... New... Which, one, which one's the new... No, the Horizon? Horizon 2? The one that's on Game Pass. I think all of them are, so... The latest one. Okay. Five? Horizon? Four. Four no, Horizon. Forza four. Wait. It's Forza Horizon. There should I don't remember. I think it's four. Yeah, I'll tell you. They're separate franchises. Like you know what I mean? They they're separate numbers for them. Yeah. I don't know. I think motorsports. Forza like Horizon seven four. Or something. Forza Horizon four. There okay. it is. Yeah. And uh two point hospital. Four's good. It's really so good. I'm gonna start playing those this week. Oh, I'm gonna try yeah. those out. Forza's good. I definitely I prefer the Horizon games over the yeah, motorsport games. Personally. I want to check out the weather changing dynamic and see. Oh yeah, how that goes. they did that yeah. a lot in uh, Dirt Five that I played last week. I actually played a little bit more of it while I was waiting for Call of Duty to, you know, <laughs> Call of Duty, um, Call of Duty, Call of Download. Uh, it, it does a lot of fun stuff where there was this race in the snow, and it was kind of it wasn't snowing, right? First lap not snowing, second lap kind of starts snowing. Third lap, oh shit, there's snow everywhere, guys. <laughs> it's fucking <laughs> everywhere. And it kind of does that with every race in Dirt 5. There was That's one cool. that, that started in dusk, and then the, as the sun rose on the second lap, like you're just baked in sunlight. Now, it's really cool. It's kind of silly how every single race has something like that, but it made it interesting. So hmm. that that's, you know, I also played that again. Whoop-de-doo. Cool. Uh, oh, I do have to mention Smash before I forget. Uh, Because Pyra came out, Pyra Mithra. 
came out the other, I don't know, week and a half now. And this is probably the most I've played Smash since it came out, honestly. Um, you know, it came out, played it for a month or so, really loved it. And then since then, it's been every character. Oh, I'll drop in for a couple battles. I'll do their classic mode, do a couple more battles, put it down, and then just wait for the next character. And this one, uh, I did that. And then I just kept playing, just kept playing as them. Just love Pyra. Very fun character. I'm finally doing the World of Light single player that I played a couple hours of, never really got super far in. Um, it's way too long. I don't know why. It is long. I, I all all I want to do is be able to change the the menu music, and I, you have to beat it to change the menu music. So I'm like, yeah, fuck. Uh, so I'm trying to burn through that, but I love playing as this character. I, I it is a perfect character for my playstyle. A lot of smash attacks. Uh, I I really really love Pyra, Mithra, whatever. I mostly play as Pyra, which is the heavy hitter. Um. Every once in a while, if I'm playing someone that's like super fast and I need to move, I'll, I'll switch around. But she's just so powerful. You can, she can, not, you get that hit off, they're they're like dead. Half these characters are dead. Just go away. Just leave me alone. And it's awesome. She's so much fun to play as. Did you did you play Xenoblade Chronicles too? No, I played the other two. Well, not the X. And I played the X and and the original, yeah. So yeah, I was a really big fan of Xenoblade Chronicles too. I know a lot of people were it does veer off quite a little bit from um the original and Xenoblade Chronicles X. Yeah. It's much more like anime. I'm fine with uh, that. Xenoblade. I just didn't really love X that much. It's it's very different from it. I'd say it's okay. much more akin to the original. The original okay, okay. X. Yeah. X is almost like an offshoot. I like like the mechs and stuff. And right. Blade Chronicles X, but you didn't even get those to like thirty hours into the game. Oh yeah, halfway through the game, like you got mechs now. All right, oh, yeah, shit. which was like the best part of the game. <laughs> yeah, well, that's um, a surprise. Xenoblade Chronicles Two is great, and if you like, uh, you know, Pyra and Mithra in terms of characters, I know like Smash is a completely different game, right. but um, Xenoblade Chronicles Two. I know a lot of people are like checking it out. It's on the featured list of uh the e-shop at the moment so a lot of people are like hey let me check out xenoblade chronicles 2 now um if it's something that interests you if you like the xenoblade series xenoblade chronicles 2 is great well is the combat more like x or like one i think it's more like one but a quite a bit more advanced okay uh, there's a lot more techniques and one of the things <laughs> about it is is like the tutorials are very complex like it's a, it's a very complex battle system that that um, sounds like xenoblade so yeah okay uh, but once you get used to it and get the hang of it it's really fun and they have this whole collection um aspect to xenoblade chronicles 2 where you're collecting like different blades and there's like certain rare special blades that have like crazy designs it's almost like um a gotcha in that in that sense like how you can uh. like i know that's a bad word but it's not no way we love getting like, impact you're, you're not paying you're not paying for the for the blades you still have to okay. go out and get right. them i guess it's more like pokemon in that sense where you're uh, like you're trying to collect magic. all the blades and you'll get like a rare one every once in a while and then are uh, those are xenoblade or xenoblade chronicles uh are those games pretty long oh yeah yeah I put I put like maybe 120 hours into Xenoblade Chronicles two, 
I guess, but they're on the Switch, though, so that's not too bad. If it's on the Switch, I won't... It doesn't sound as bad to me, though. If it was on the sure. PC only, then I'd be like, oh, I don't know, my back. My back. Yeah. My back. My back. <laughs> old man. Oh, yeah, Xenoblade Chronicles 2 is pretty long. Especially, I think the first one is maybe like 60, 70 hours or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, I can't remember how long X was on the Wii U. But... I, X was probably about that. I know I beat it. I did not. I was reviewing it. So you can check out my review on the Game Fanatics. <laughs> yeah, I, I liked all of them. I think X was the weakest of the three. Um, but Xenoblade yeah. Chronicles 2 might be my favorite okay. over the original. I like it a lot. I like Xenoblade Chronicles 2 a lot. Interesting. Cool. And that's it. And that's it. All right. Any other games you guys want to talk about? No, I think I'm good. I'm just on the edge of my seat waiting for Monster Hunter, honestly. Oh, are you planning to play that on your Switch? Yeah, definitely. I'm excited. Oh, you're not going to make the wait for PC? Probably not. I, I can't am. wait. <laughs> I've been I thinking about that so too bad. because, like, don't do it. Don't I don't do know, it. man. Don't you do <laughs> it. The performance such a, such will a be better wait. on PC. Oh, of course it will be. But yeah. everything's better on PC. But I can't. I can't wait. I'm like really excited. I've I've been, and it looks really good. Like from what I've seen in terms of the footage, it it looks like the Switch is managing. To, yeah. It, it, yeah. Play the demo. Like um. Because it, it, it does give you an indication of visuals and performance. And I think as much as I will complain about it, and it d- will look better and run better on PC, they did a great job getting really? this on Switch. Yeah, they did a That's fantastic good. job. I played I enjoyed on, the demo. I played like 140 hours of Monster Hunter World so on PS4 Pro. So I'm, I'm familiar with performance in that. Right. Obviously, it doesn't look as good, but it looks pretty pretty dang solid and it runs really well i, I think it's a That's very really solid good. game yeah. yeah in that case i'm definitely dang it definitely i sold the game <laughs> he sold he sold the wrong one, sold him on the switch dang. yeah i've been thinking i've been thinking about just going for it, it depends what what's gonna be out because mario golf is also coming out pretty soon too i yeah, forgot about mario That's golf summer, like june oh june june yeah, i'm so yeah. bad there's just so many games gonna be incredible fuck yeah so many games. So I think I put games. so I put I put like hundreds of hours in that game on 3DS Mario Golf. Yeah, surprisingly. I think I reviewed that too. <laughs> wow, man, I'm hitting ben, on all. Ben that was the that. only time I got a Nintendo code. <laughs> <laughs> the only time. Probably. No, not probably. Definitely. <laughs> <laughs> that was it. Good game though. It's a good one to have. Yeah. Oh, I was have. very happy about that one. Yeah, I was very pleased. All right, guys, let's go ahead and wrap it up. That's going to be it for us this week on the Final Checkpoint Podcast. I want to thank Mr. Trevor Paul once again for joining us. Trevor, why don't you go ahead and let the good people know where they can find you. I'm at SlamZany on all the things, uh, Twitter, YouTube, Twitch. Um, I don't have a stream schedule, but if you're on Twitter, you follow me there, I will post when I go live. I also have a podcast called The Smooth Burrito. And we're usually, we went weekly for a while, but we're more bi-weekly now. Um, so every two weeks on that. And I write for the Game Fanatic, so you can see some articles that I'll be posting there. Awesome. 
Thank you. And of course, you can find us, Twitter, at the Jolness, at Ben Runnings. You can find this podcast on your podcast services, Google, Apple, Spotify, Stitcher. Find us over at thegamefanatics.com where it has all the social media links and podcast links and the YouTube and the Instagram, the Twitter, at Final Check Pod. Don't forget we post this podcast every Tuesday morning. You can find the video version, youtube.com slash final, or last, load last checkpoint, good lord. And of course, watch us stream live, twitch.tv slash load last checkpoint, 8 p.m. Pacific, standard time, daylight saving, who gives up? Just Google for the time zone adjustment. It's the same time zone. That didn't change. <laughs> There's a time zone somewhere that doesn't make sense, and we it's call it mine. Arizona. I'm the it's one. Yours. That, yeah, I'm the one who had to wake up an hour earlier to do. We got to remove Arizona from the world. Uh, messing everything up. <laughs> no. All right, that's it. Thank you, everybody. We'll catch you guys next week. Good night and good for you. <laughs> good for you. Good for you. <laughs> good for you.